Welcome to episode five of the Leading in Legacy podcast. Today is Tuesday, November 5th, 2019. I'm your host, Billy Schultz. To begin today's episode, we'd like to talk a little about what's happening currently at CSP. Well, we are um, pretty far now into the fall semester, and it's another uh, semester of record enrollment. Um, thanks to a record-setting freshman class, uh, we've reached an all-time record enrollment of uh, 5,139 students for the fall semester, which is something worth celebrating. Um, it's it's a trend that's continued for the past few years at CSP, and we're just really excited and really uh, thankful and blessed uh, to have a continually growing student population, both in the traditional and the graduate spaces. Uh, it's uh, It's a good time to be at CSP, and there's a lot of exciting things happening here. Our athletic teams have had tremendous success this fall season. Um, our, both our soccer and volleyball teams um, have continued their seasons in the uh, top 25 um, and have uh, really uh, done well this year. And, and our football team has done well. Uh, we've had lots of great performances by our cross-country teams and by our golf teams. Uh, so our, our Golden Bears have done really well in their respective fields of play. Uh, we also had a great homecoming celebration this year uh, just a few weeks ago. Uh, in total, between all the events, we had uh, more than 2,800 people attend. Um, despite the super, super bad weather on uh, that Saturday, uh, people still came out and enjoyed uh, the carnival and the football game, uh, as well as the volleyball game, and volleyball games and soccer games. Uh, it was just a tremendous weekend for Concordia. Coming up in just a couple weeks is our uh, 2019 uh, Christmas concert uh, with the theme Worship Christ the Newborn King. That takes place December 6th through 8th, Friday through Sunday, in the Butuh Auditorium. Tickets are available at TicketWorks.com. Um, we'd love to have you come out, experience uh, Concordia's musicians, our choirs, our uh, music ensembles uh, as they uh, present this celebration of Christmas. So today we begin a short series on uh, personal finance for uh, individuals who are in the primarily in their 20s and 30s um, to learn more about how to budget, how to save, um, what are some of the things that, that they need to be thinking about uh, as they look um, at not only taking care of uh, their finances now, uh, but also looking forward to uh, eventual retirement. Um, so today we have with us an interview uh, with alumna Terry Faris. Uh, she's a 2002 graduate, Bachelor of Arts in Organizational Management. Uh, she works at Thrivent as a financial associate. And uh, she ser- shares a little bit from uh, kind of a 30,000-foot view uh, what things uh, financial advisors or financial associates do, as well as um, some things that, that young people can be thinking about as they plan for their financial future. And then in a few weeks, we'll have uh, an interview with uh, one of our professors, Teray Johnson, who teaches in finance, um, talking more specifically about some uh, savings options and budgeting options and things that uh, more specifically uh, folks can think about as they plan their future. So we hope that this series uh, is, is meaningful to you, that it, that it sparks some thoughts and maybe some conversations in your life as you consider uh, planning for your financial future. Uh, thanks for being with us today, Terry. Well, thank you. So just to get to know you a little bit, what brought you to CSP as a student? 
Well, you know, I guess the simple answer would be um, to complete my degree so that I could advance my career. But why Concordia? I'll tell you, one of the things that appealed to me was the fact that they had a program, this cohort program, that was it was organized as such that it would really adapt to people that were working, working full time, just like myself. So tell us a little bit about your experience. Uh, do you have any special memories or stories from your program, uh, professors you had maybe? Well, when I look, when I think back and think about memories or stories, I think the real top of mind memory really is working full time, going to school full time, raising a family was a lot of work. But one of the things that I found out of this cohort program is that I had tons of support. These folks were doing the same types of things I was. And so throughout this whole process, I really appreciated that memory. And then I have to say, I still to this day carry with me some words of wisdom from one of the professors. And that was, it was kind of through his story, but the message really was, don't be, afraid. Don't be afraid to try new things or ideas. And if you get knocked down, brush yourself off, learn from your experience, and get up and keep going. And that really was relevant for me, and I've actually still take that into account on different opportunities that I might have been afraid to take on. But I remember these words that he told me, and I've actually um, accomplished some pretty amazing things as a result of it. That's wonderful to have that memory, to be able to take those things with you um, beyond the classroom into your everyday life. That's such a gift uh, to have that. So you talk about how you, you finished your degree here um, as a way to advance your, your career. Would you like to share a little bit about uh, what your career path has been like? Yeah, I'll, I'll share a little bit. I've been in the financial service industry for more than 20 years uh, through that time period, I pursued my FINRA securities license and obviously identified an interest to complete my college education. Uh, after I completed my four-year degree through Concordia, while working full-time, I decided to keep going and pursue my MBA. So after uh, you know completing that MBA, I found that I was able to, uh, through my time at working at an investment banking firm, while I was completing those college degrees, I was able to obtain a lot of opportunities along the way, some key roles that were very instrumental into where I am today. Following that, I pursued some uh, consulting business uh, opportunities, and then I was asked to uh, help work and start up a technology organization, which was in the financial services. Mm-hmm. And currently today, I'm working as a financial associate with Thrivent. Wonderful. So what is what is your work like as a financial associate? What kind of things do you do on a day-to-day basis or or what is that what does work look like in that role? Well, work as a financial associate for me is, you know, just really having the opportunity to work with families, individuals and businesses and providing them with financial products and services on a daily basis. With this, I get to help them to achieve clarity in their financial goals or their situation, and then help them find financial choices or options that um, are guided really by matched values. So simply put, I really have a passion about helping them make the most out of their financial gifts so that I can help and inspire 
and enable them to be generous as well. So not only do I get to make a difference in the individuals and people that I work with, but I also, because of the positive outcome, they spill into, and I, I also get the opportunity to make a greater impact within the community I serve. Oh, that's excellent. So what are some misconceptions or maybe some things people don't know about work uh, in financial planning that you'd like to share? Sure. Well, I think one of the, you know, misconceptions are that, you know, many people believe financial planning professionals only help the wealthy people. There are many financial planners out there, as a matter of fact, that work with young adults and families to help them achieve their personal goals and along with retirement planning. But I do think it's important when you're meeting with a financial planner that you just be honest about your budget because there's a lot of professionals out there that will work with you in a number of ways to help you work within your budget. A second misconception I find is that a lot of people think financial planners are all the same. There are many different types of financial planning firms out there to choose from. So I think what it's important to do is just make sure that you find someone that you're comfortable with and that aligns with your values. Also, finding a planner that has designations, continued education, um, is also a good indication that an agent wants to stay on top of you know, continued education in the industry and is also experienced in a various financial practice areas. And lastly, I guess I would say financial planners are only interested in making a profit. That's a misconception out there. There may be some of those that are out there, but I think if you really research and look for a financial uh, professional that matches your specific goals and your objectives, and more importantly, is interested in building a long-lasting relationship. I've definitely found that to be true with my financial planner, uh, someone I got to meet actually through a former coworker, um, but he and I are the same age. Uh, we have a lot of similar interests and just really, uh, you know, clicked when we first met. And so I really, you know, think that that's value uh, for me as a, as a customer, if you will, uh, to have that sort of connection. So absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, so for, for our younger listeners out there, you know, people maybe in their 20s and 30s um, who may not be thinking necessarily about their finances as much as uh, maybe people who have families and kids and, or might be nearing retirement, what are some things that they should be thinking about in their, in their financial life? Uh, well, that's a good question. I get asked that a lot. And um, I'll share some considerations I think you know, folks in their 20s and 30s should think about. And I think, you know, some of these may seem like um, simple things, but, but in reality, people don't implement them. So we'll start with just creating a budget, but not only creating a budget early on, but think of it in terms of a values-based budget. And when I talk about values-based budget is actually thinking about first reflecting on your values and then incorporating that in your budget. Oftentimes, people will if they look at their spending, are in misalignment. This is really important when you start talking about young couples, right? Mm -hmm. Having that conversation yeah. <laughs> reflecting. <laughs> and then with a, that budget topic, I think it's important to try to look at where do you allocate your save allocation, your spend allocation, and give allocation. At general rule, save allocation should be somewhere around that 15%. And then under your spend allocation, 
you've got kind of your needs and your wants, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, we should probably be allocating more of our needs in that spend and, and a smaller portion to those wants. And then I think it's important, I feel thankful, I think we should be thankful for the monetary gifts that we are giving and that we should take a small portion and allocate it to giving back. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I think is a big consideration is just plain start saving early. The impact that compounding interest has, even if it's a small amount in terms of saving, can have a huge impact down the line. Say, longevity of saving over 20 to 30 years versus that concept thinking, I'll just catch up later. It's pretty incredible. Another consideration is to limit relying on credit cards, right? We kind of know the, uh, the potential negative impact that high interest rates and that snowball impact mm-hmm. can have on one. Another thing to consider, especially as you're getting out into your careers, is contributing to those company matches in those retirement savings plans. Those are monies that the company are trying to provide incentives so that people will save for retirement, which really we should leverage. Also, I think it's important to consider the various retirement saving options. There's a lot of them available. Roths are one of the big ones that you hear of, but just exploring all of those options. Building an emergency fund is also a very important one that I think we don't think about early on because we're trying to pay off debt, but it's also very important. Good rule of thumb is to look at three to six months worth of your salary in terms of what does that number look like. And I'd say in your 30s, I think it's important to maybe play a little defense by creating a will, setting up a financial power of attorney, and looking to some sort of insurance policy just to protect yourself as you're trying to accumulate in the case that something unforeseen would happen. So those are some things to consider. Yeah, it's all very important stuff. Um, I know that as I'm in my 30s, yeah, those are definitely things that, you know, are important. Um, Protect myself, my family, what comes in the future. Yeah, that's, you know, it's not always fun to think about, but it's necessary. You know, there are (laughs) resources out there. to plan for these things and, and good to take advantage of that. Um, so what are some, some easy ways for, for young people to start planning for their future? You know, setting up accounts uh, for, for savings maybe or, or putting more money into savings or um, taking advantage of the matches in, in retirement funds, things like that. What, what, what are some easy things that are just kind of low-hanging fruit? Well, here's what I would just sort of sum up, Okay. I think create some good lifestyle habits, simple things like just don't spend more than you earn, right? And then second of all, start saving for retirement early. And then automate that in terms of contributions so you don't even have to think about it. And then stay in the game for the long haul. Mm -hmm. And lastly, I think it's important to find a financial professional that can help you sort of develop a plan and then help you track your progress, kind of that accountability partner, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's really easy. I mean, I know when I first had the opportunity to start contributing to a 403B and there was an employer match, it was like, oh, okay, this just comes right off my paycheck. 
I don't even have to think about it. It's just there. My paycheck's direct deposited. It's a no brainer and it's free money, <laughs> you know, essentially. Absolutely. So, yeah. It's, it's great when you can just automate those things, automate your giving, you know, as well. Um, whether it's your church or uh, nonprofits you support, it's, it's easy stuff and, you know, electronic banking makes all of that. <laughs> Absolutely. Just a no brainer. So yeah. Absolutely. So is there anything else you'd like to share uh, before we wrap up today? No, I just uh, thank you for um, giving me the opportunity to, to sort of educate folks. I think, uh, um, you know, this time of the year as we reflect back on what our year has been and moving into kind of the Thanksgiving and holiday season, that it's a good time to sort of reflect. And, and I appreciate the opportunity to hopefully make an impact and educate somebody on some tips here. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thrivent is the marketing name for Thrivent Financial for Lutherans. The insurance products are issued by Thrivent and they're not available in all states. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Thrivent Investment Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor, member FINRA and SIPC, and a subsidiary of Thrivent. Licensed agent producer of Thrivent, registered representative of Thrivent Investment Management, Inc. Advisory services available through investment advisor representatives only. Learn more at thrivent.com slash disclosures. Thank you for listening to Leading in Legacy. Join us in two weeks as we interview alumnus Antone Wilson, a 2018 MBA grad who is uh, living and working in Florida and doing a lot of uh, cool things uh, with his CSP degree. Um, Has a lot of great things to say about CSP, but also as just a really energetic and inspiring person to uh, interview. So we hope that you enjoy that interview in two weeks. With that, have a great day.